listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon. I don't know if uh, our regular listeners will recognise me, but it is Rachel here with Cecilia tonight, and that is because Lewis is off. I've got no idea what he was doing. Um, he's just he's not here. He's just not here. Yeah, he's not here. I um he he's off doing something um very important. I think I'm he was, sure. Yeah. So um it is us. But I was thinking how often. Even you and I get confused when we mm. listen back to ourselves uh-huh. as to who is speaking because, well, others can't really hear it, but you and I sometimes think we sound similar. Well, I think other people hear it as well and they're like, yeah. who's talking? So maybe I need to speak with a deeper voice. No, do you know what? I think it's you just because we're so professional <laughs> in the way that we talk. Yeah, like, I, don't that that <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. So, uh, yeah, the only reason I knew is because obviously I've been listening to the podcast, of course, which many of you may be listening to the show via podcast instead of live on air, uh, Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM, top station on your dial, six to seven on a Thursday. Love it. See, I haven't forgotten anything. Um, yeah, so I was listening to the podcast last week and Lewis mentioned he was not going to be here. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get my bum in there. I was so, so excited when you when you said, oh, do you need somebody? And I was like, yes, come in, please. <laughs> because, you know, it's we always talk about how hard it is to do a show for an hour by yourself. And, oh, you know, it's I absolutely really difficult. don't mind doing it, but it's always fun to have uh, mm. someone in, especially when we haven't seen each other for such a while. Well, it's, it's, it's a been real a few struggle. Weeks, so. it, it has been a few weeks. <laughs> I am now on the other side of 40. Today I was completing a, um, I was ticking boxes. And, you know, sometimes you, you've got that box about age and they ask you your age bracket. Mm. And this particular one was between 40 and 59. And I was like, for reals? For, for reals? reals? I mean, I'm not almost 60. Could you not have broken it down a bit smaller, please? Yeah, rude. I know. Rude. But I don't mind telling people I'm 40 because I don't look it. So I'm quite happy. That to, is Because then you get that, oh, my God, you don't look like you're 40. And then I'm like, yeah, baby, fat don't crack. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm special that way. But anyway, so yes, I am on the other side of 40. As you will know, because you're you're coming, I'm having a little get-together on the weekend, mm. which is Goonie-themed because, you know, it was my favourite movie growing up. So um, we're going to have a Goonies theme. It's very lightly themed because, <laughs> um, you know me, I can't, if it takes too much effort, I won't be doing it. But I've got a few decorations. Um, Chris is currently painting a paper mache sloth head <laughs> so we don't know how well it's going to turn out but it should be interesting oh, i cannot um, wait i have borrowed a skull from somebody uh, which had removable teeth and eyes so i've removed the eyeballs um <laughs> and some of the teeth and we now have a one-eyed willy so Excellent. there's a couple of things going on um yeah pizza and pepsi Pizza so, and pe- I love it. It's a great theme and, yeah, yeah. you know, who cares? If, if people, if the theme is there, you know, there'll be talk about it. So yeah, we'll it's, it's very loose. Yeah. Um, but that film uh, recently watched again, obviously, because I'm like, I better just make sure I've, you know. <laughs> know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watch it often enough, so I knew, but um, 
we watched it recently and I'm like, wow, this is... Like, I've always known it was inappropriate. But then you've got Mouth talking about separating the drugs. Um, you've got the penis coming off the David and mm. them talking about the penis and putting it back on. Lots of swear words. Um, yeah, it's not a kid's movie, but it was a kid's movie. It was. I haven't seen it for so long. I, I just have kind of glimpses of memory about mm. it. But um, I do need to go back and watch it because I did enjoy it. It's a great adventure film. It is. So. And it's mm. my fave. But anyway, um, that's not the movie we're talking about tonight. Tonight we've got a couple of films to talk about. I actually have seen something because I knew I was coming in. I thought I'd better watch um, something to review something. The film I'm seeing is not out until next week, mm-hmm. but I don't believe I'll be here next week. I am just popping in and out Um I'm not here permanently at the moment. Um, but I watched a film called Disclosure, which is an Australian film which I I tried to do a little bit of research on it and I couldn't find a whole bunch of information. It did win some awards. Um, I wonder if it was filmed during lockdown because it's at one place. Um, there's only basically five people in it but really just Four, so yeah, it's it's an interesting film. I'll be talking about that. You've seen, um, I know you saw the New Zealand. Yes, I don't know if it's a horror or a thriller, but it's called Coming Home in the Dark. And I watched the trailer for this, and I was like, well, I should have been wearing a nappy while I watched that because it looks very scary. <laughs> it's a good question as to whether you would class it as a horror or a thriller. I think it's mm. more thriller yeah. territory, but uh, yeah, it is an interesting one. I didn't know a lot about this film uh, until I went to see it and we were really lucky at the preview. The The director of the film did a 15-minute, um, it was pre-recorded, but yeah. Q&A, yeah. Uh, which we listened to. So it gives you a bit of a background as to, to where it all came from. They're and, always good. I think yeah. they've actually got a Q&A. And I, um, happening again for that maybe? Like I believe so. I believe so. And, yeah, it's great, whether it's pre-recorded or not. Um, mm. James Ash, uh, Ashcroft is the, the director there and he's um, really brilliant. He He's a very good speaker. He was very succinct in his, yeah. uh, you know, talking about his film and the fact that it's taken, you know, a, a long time to come to screen only because it's based on a short story and he was never really sure how to, to execute that to the big screen. So it's yeah. taken him quite a while to get there but uh he he's pretty pleased with it so yeah yeah uh and then if we've got a bit of time we might talk about um i know the irish film festival's wrapping up soon isn't it it is september 12th is the last day but um luckily you can it's an online thing so oh, you yeah, can just right. jump on, grab mm-hmm. tickets. I have a feeling they've got – you don't even have to buy a specific ticket to a movie. I think you can buy it and it gives you access to uh, a certain number of films that you, you might yep. want to watch. So there's plenty to watch oh, um, and, and cool. see on that one. So we might be talking about that as well. Um, I must admit, I yesterday I was scrolling through my emails and I got very excited because there's a trailer out for – Family Adams, fam- uh, sorry, fa- family, family Adams family. That can't be what it's called. The Adams family too. I, I'm sure I was pro- probably supposed to write down. <laughs> I'm out of out of touch. I can't even write down stuff. But um, so a couple of years ago, the the Adams family was animated and mm-hmm. came out and ha- quickly became 
Bryce's favourite movie. That's right. And a movie that I can happily sit down and watch and quite enjoy. Um, and there will be a, a new one, uh, number two, coming out in January, I think it is, at, at this stage. And, you know, the kids are growing up. They don't want to spend time with their parents and the parents decide let's go on a road trip. So, but obviously it's the Adams family because so not everything is going to go according to plan. So I'm excited to see that. So um, that does yeah. look exciting. I, for some reason, I did see the same email, and for some reason, I thought it was Hotel Transylvania. Oh, because I and think I there's like, another one of those coming out as well. I was like, I'm sure there's already a two out. It would be like the third it's coming up to. But then I realised it must be the, mm. the Adams Family cartoon that that was related to. So I have a feeling that Hotel Transylvania is up to number four. Yeah, I think you might be right, to um, be honest. Because, because the third one is where they're on a cruise ship. Oh, I only know this because we've watched it many yes. times. Um, it was on TV a couple of weeks ago and I found myself watching it. And you are correct. Um, it's up to number four. It's quite watchable, I must admit. It is it's another watchable. one that, you know, mm. Bryce watches that I quite enjoy. I've, I've got a dark child on my hands. <laughs> Just like There's nothing mummy. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with no, that. No, that's right. So, um, yeah, that'll be coming out soon. So it it's exciting because I get to take Bryce to the cinemas with mm-hmm. me. So, um, and he's, I, I feel like he's quite privileged because when I was younger, we, going to the movies was very, very rare. Um, but he gets the opportunity to go, you know, every couple of months or so, mm. we go and see something. And I'm, I hope that one day he remembers, you know, you know, my mum used to take me to the movies all the time. I so. love that because you're right. It was uh, many years ago, it was a big thing. It was like a mm. planned event because you go out, you you get lunch beforehand, then you go into the movie, you mm-hmm. pay for your tickets, you get all your snacks and it's quite an expensive venture. Yeah. Um, whereas nowadays, it, I think it's more common just to, to pop in every few weeks or months. So I think that's really nice. It's still expensive. It is though. <laughs> The expense is still there. <laughs> it sure is. Um, so we might, um, should we hit our first, I don't know. I'm, I'm very un, um, un, unused to... <laughs> Coming in and yep. doing things. And speaking <laughs> into a microphone apparently. No, doing a fantastic job. And it's I'm great. like Just flicking all my paper around. Whenever I listen to a podcast and I keep, hear paper moving around I'm like stop it and then oh, I've just I heard it. someone eating on a podcast the other day oh, and I was like evil. that is the worst thing you could possibly do luckily the co-host called them out and said hey you're not eating on this podcast and they kind of but it was chips too so you oh, can hear the bag rustle oh. and then chomp chomp so no that was good I'm really glad they uh, stopped don't they know what misophonia is <sighs> clearly not obviously not that's horrible I hate that I know Absolutely I was um, scrolling through Facebook memories the other day and it had a, um, a memory I posted a few years ago if um, if I've heard you chew, I've also heard, thought of how to kill you or something to that effect. Oh, so true. <sighs> so Same anyway, true. yeah, what are we going to do? Oh, what shall we delve into first? What would you like to hear about? Well, I mean, I've got one and you've got one. Shall we start with the New Zealand film? I'm not, I was going to attempt an accent then. but Oh, I thought... I've, I've been instructed by my three New Zealand colleagues to stop doing that. <laughs> so... <laughs> My my son has a, a young kid in his class, obviously a young kid, it would be really weird if it was an old kid, um, who has a New Zealand background mm. and his name is really difficult to say. And so yesterday, um, so one of my, my colleagues is um, Maori, so I was getting her to try to, I kept practising and practising with her and I just couldn't. 
say it properly. Oh, wow. It's a really difficult. Like it's a it's a beautiful language, but it's hard to get. There's a lot of rolling of the R's going on yep. and. Yeah, I I failed miserably. So, yes, let's talk about the New Zealand film and I will stop myself from doing any kind of accent. Well, you're certainly better at accents than I am. (laughs) So, um, yeah, much better than I am. Not uh, according to my uh, colleagues. (laughs) It is a... uh, So, Coming Home in the Dark, it's a New Zealand thriller. Uh, It's based on a 1995 short story of the same name by uh, a man called Owen Marshall. And uh, like I said previously, the idea of adapting the story into a film sat with uh, director and writer James Ashcroft for quite a few years before he jumped into the project alongside Eli Kent. Uh, and it centres on a school teacher who is named Hoagie. I think that's a nickname. I don't think that's his actual real you would, name. You would hope it's a nickname. You would hope so. Uh, played by Eric Thompson. His wife, Jill, played by Mirama McDowell. And they're two children who descend into the... I don't know what you call the New Zealand equivalent of like a bush. It's, is it the wilderness? Because you've got like hill, a hunt for the wilder people. Mm-hmm. Forest. I don't know what the equivalent is no, for, for New Zealand. Because I would just go at the outback, but then I'm like, no, no, no. It's not. Yeah. That's so Australian. The equivalent, I suppose. They they descend the countryside. into the countryside. That's a good one. <laughs> what, what did it have here? Yeah, countryside. It says, for one family, a wholesome trip to New Zealand's remote countryside turns into the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> That well, that's it. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. The description. Let's go with the countryside. Uh, but it, it's quite, it looks like winter. It looks really cold out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's, because I mean, it obviously snows in New Zealand, so mm. it's probably not full winter, but easing on winter. Um, although it's probably cold there most summer For evenings. us, it probably would probably be. Probably is. So, yeah. And then uh, these two strangers kind of interrupt them pretty early on and uh, start to steal their belongings and terrorise them a little bit. And at first it seems like this random act of of violence, but as the story goes on, we learn that maybe this encounter isn't entirely a coincidence. So I would class this as we were kind of toying whether it was a horror or a thriller. I would say a psychological thriller. Mm. Uh, There's this scene quite early on though that does leave you a little bit shocked and you know when you start to question did they take things a little bit too far but I guess you wonder if they've adapted this story from a short story then maybe they've just kept close to the source material Mm. I don't know whether they've changed anything because I've not read the short story so it might be true to it it might have been adapted I'm not sure but yeah it does leave you a little bit shocked Um, and without giving too much away the film does comment a little bit on uh, child abuse scandals in New Zealand, which uh, it's quite timely because last year there was, uh, or the year before perhaps, there was a public inquiry uh, into that and it revealed that I think it was about a quarter of a million children uh, and young people were abused in New Zealand faith-based and state care institutions. So very Um, similar to what happened in Australia and many, many countries, I'm sure. Exactly. And and that was over obviously a period of uh, seven decades or so, but still that's a lot of people. Mm. Um, And yeah, all around the world. A lot of damaged people and you think of people who grow up and they are damaged, not all of them 
you know, can cope as well as others. Yeah, so, and that's mm. really part of this film and I won't go into too much about that because I don't want to give anything mm-hmm. away but that certainly underpins uh, a lot of this story and yeah. maybe motivates or drives people to do certain things that, mm. you know, maybe you question, oh, it's, you know, that's just what they've been dealt with and, and that's how they're dealing with it. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's quite a bleak um, story but it was really captivating. It did keep me on the edge of my seat um, and we've had some really great films from New Zealand, uh, you know, films like Cousins, which was a film released mm. earlier, Hunt for the Wilder People, um, and we hear about those films. I think there was one that you reviewed. Yeah, um, um, Baby Done, I think it's called. Yes, um, mm. which is often up there. So I would definitely put this up there with, with mm. those really great New Zealand films and um, I'm going to score this for four flat tyres. Oh, geez, you don't want one of them. You don't want one of them. That's that's dangerous. Not in the out, not, well, not outback country, not yeah. in New Zealand's countryside no. when there's people out there. Very scary. <laughs> You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So um, you had a film that was kind of dealt with child abuse in a, in, in mm. a, on the outskirts, I guess. And the film that I watched also kind of deals with that on the outskirts. Um, So I I watched a screener at home and when I do that, I often will have a piece of paper so I can write notes while while I'm watching the film. But um, I think in the first few minutes, it really jumps into the story quite quickly. And um, I'll just show you this piece of paper and that's what I wrote down. <laughs> so um, I wrote the full three words mm-hmm. for WTF. Wow. Because I didn't know anything about this film. Um, this film is called Disclosure and it's an Australian film. So I didn't know anything about this film before I watched it. Um, I saw a trailer and thought mm. it looked really interesting. So I, you know, I sent off and said, yes, I'd love to review this film. Um, and... Uh, so it starts out with two couples. Well, actually, it starts out with a sex scene, right? Um, and then it cuts to a lady who's at her house. It looks like she's in the kitchen, you know, chopping up some food or whatever. And the kids are screaming in the background, and she's on the phone. So she goes over and she's like, "Come on, you know, quieten down or whatever it is." And then it cuts to six weeks later, and you've got one couple who are. Uh, enjoying a some time at their own personal pool at their house. They're having a bit of a, a nudie swim, as you do when it's your own house and you're protected, you're not expecting people to come in and, you know. So they're just chilling out, having a bit of a swim. But their conversation is alluding to some, some not-so-great things that have happened recently. And then they're joined by um, – so that's uh, Beck and Danny – uh, sorry, Beck, uh, no, Danny and Emily um, Bowman, so played by Mark uh, Winter and Matilda Ridgway, and they're joined halfway through their swim by Beck and Joel Cham- Chalmers. So Joel Chalmers is played by Tom Wren, and he is, you see right at the start, they're kind of taking snapshots of the area where they live, which appears to be quite a well-to-do area, mm. but some somewhere that's away from the city, 
Um, it was actually filmed in the Dandenong Ranges and I don't know if that's where they're alluding to, to where it was or... But anyway, so you see that Joel Chalmers is the local member for that area but they're clearly friends with them. So they come in completely unannounced like, oh, you know, I hope you don't mind and, of course, they're rushing to put their clothes on and whatnot and then there's this very uncomfortable conversation that starts and you can tell there's a lot of unsaid things like something is clearly gone on and um, just a bit of a trigger warning here, it does it does feature sexual abuse and but you don't see anything but they do talk about it. Um, so it appears that... Six weeks previous, uh, Beck and Joel's older son, Ethan, who's nine, um, had an interaction with with uh, Danny and Emily's young daughter, who's only four. Oh. So initially, um, so Emily and, and, and Danny have gone to, to Beck and Joel and said, this has happened. And they have said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. But then six weeks later, they're like, um, yeah, we don't think that happened. Uh, we don't think our son did that, so you need to stop saying that. And um, because the whole idea of it was they've they've written all the the information down that their daughter Natasha has said, they've put the kids' names in there, in the hopes that they would kind of go to group counselling so that they could talk things through, and so Ethan, who's nine, could maybe get some help so that he doesn't do that again. Um, but they've basically said, no, our sons didn't do that. You have to take his names off. Um, yeah, we just don't believe you. So what happens in the next, um, you know, 60 or so minutes is just an escalation of of this relationship and the back and forth um, and the the arguments between the, the couples themselves in amongst themselves, like the the women arguing, the men arguing, them arguing as couples, the married couples arguing with each other. Um, there's, yeah, and it's kind of, it's very tense and you find yourself kind of in your brain yelling, what are you doing? What are you saying? Why would you do that? Um, shut your mouth. <laughs> like, just... Um, how dare you, like, you fight, you just want to get in there and have arguments with them at the same time. Like, you know, what are you doing? Wow. So it's it's a very well acted and tight script. It's a, it's a relatively short film, which you would expect because it kind of is like a play. Mm. Um, and I don't know the ins and outs, like I was saying before, of how it was made. Um but it's essentially got the four ensemble cast. You've got um, another guy called Steve who's like um, a policeman who is accompanying the the politician, but he's kind of like you really don't see him because he's kind of like their personal guard or whatever. Oh, so, so he's, he's like on you the side. <laughs> yeah, you don't – he doesn't come in. He don't, you don't see him. So essentially you've got four characters mm. – um, and you watch them go through these emotions. And initially I started watching it thinking, if this is all it's going to be, how are they going to keep this tense? How are they going to deal with with this one situation and just talk about it the whole time? I don't understand how that's going to work. But it was done really effectively. And, um, yeah, like I said, it was really tense. Um, and you got very... Um, 
I want to say the word involved, but that's not the right word. You got really... Did you get a bit wound up? Like you just... I did. I, I almost know what you're trying to say because you kind of would be able to... Because as an audience, you can sit back and see from both perspectives, yeah, right? Whereas yeah. these couples clearly are one... It's a one-sided argument for each of them, isn't it? Uh-huh. Whereas you can kind of see both sides. And yeah. You just want to jump in and say, hang on a minute. You want to kind of mediate it a little bit. Yeah. Mm. And it's not like... I, I guess the thing is, you know you've got your own opinions on on what may or may not have happened. I personally am, like, believing the child because mm. they don't come up with that stuff out of nowhere. So always lean towards believing yeah. the victim because, unfortunately, for a very, very long time that's not happened. But I also understand the other couple's perspective where at some points they're like, look, we'll deal with it, but can you not, this is a career ruiner, can we do this privately and, and take their names off? We'll take them to, to see somebody. And But it's so you can see aspects and you're like, if you guys just sat down and had a proper conversation, but it's so full of emotion, it's, it would be very difficult for, for either party to have any kind of conversation about it that wasn't mm. filled with angst. Yeah. So, um, fantastic film, fantastic acting, and it is out September the 15th in cinemas only. I'm not 100% sure exactly which cinemas are showing this film. I believe it will be a relatively short release. It has had a lot of, um, I don't know if it's had awards, but it's there's a lot of talk about this film. So, and it, it, it's a... Um, a, a debut for for the director, the writer director, whose name is Michael Bentham. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's not a film for everyone because it really is kind of a character piece. They don't really go like anywhere else other than the property, which is big. Mm. But um, yeah. It's very, very interesting. I'm so intrigued by this story. Yeah. And I think that it's complex because you've got two children involved. And mm-hmm. I, it's different when you're looking at adults mm-hmm. um, who do things that where they, they know better. Yeah. But it's hard because you want to say a nine-year-old should know better, but they're also and I'm not siding with anybody here, no. but obviously that, that child has issues and they need to be, you know. But you would hope with early intervention exactly. something yeah. can change. Early intervention, I think that's key, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people are just psychopaths. It's, but such, a, it's such a complex story. It, it I, um, I did actually see this one pop up and I, I didn't get around to watching it, but now I think I might try and yeah. watch it because it just sounds so interesting. And it's a relatively short film. Yep. You know, mm. um, so I'm going to give this um, four waterproof phones. Oh, yeah, mm. it's good to have those. It is very good to have waterproof <laughs> Especially phones. Especially if you've got a pool. Uh, exactly. And if exactly. you're swimming naked, there's no pockets. So. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like maybe someone just dropped a phone. I don't know. But um, Well, you'll have to go and see I it will. to find out, I, I guess. That's, no, it sounds great. That's the uh, the takeaway here. <laughs> so disclosure, it's out September the 15th. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So um, I, I printed out some information from Luna because, as always, they've got a million things happening. And I noticed they've got... Um, you know the Lunar Monday doubles that they yes. do? They've yeah. got Mad Max 2 and Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, which is the one with Tina Arena in it, and that's happening, um, oh, my goodness, September the 6th. It's gone. Oh, no. Excuse me, I will just shut up right now. 
But oh. they've still got Monday doubles every Monday. <sighs> oh my gosh. They do. Apologies. The next one is Casablanca and Gaslit. So Casablanca, obviously, a very well-known Hollywood film. Um, best known for the, you know, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman um, shooting them into stardom. I guess. That's true. I don't know if they were stars before, but anyway. Um, there's a 15-minute intermission and $10 cocktails. Yeah, so there you go. I don't know what Gaslit is. Um, Gaslit. I feel mm. like that's quite a famous film, but I've never seen it. Well, it's um, also got Ingrid Bergman in it and a very young-looking um, Angela Lansbury in her film debut, Gaslit. No I feel like it's got to relate to gaslighting. You would but think so? Maybe not because that's a fairly new term, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I think it came – It maybe it came from that. Maybe it did. Yes, because it says – okay, I'll read you the, um, the synopsis and we'll see if, um, if, if it, it kind of makes sense. The 19, this 1944 American psychological thriller filmed, film directed by George um, Cukor – Stars Charles Boyer, Ingrid Bergman, Joseph Cotton and Angela Lansbury in her film debut follows a young woman whose husband slowly manipulates her into believing that she is descending into insanity. So Ah. I would assume that the terminology gaslighting came from this movie. I would be interested in itself. What's origins or etymology? Is etymology, etymology, I think, is the right word. Um, I think you can, um, if you go Urban Dictionary, uh, gaslighting maybe. Um, yeah, I'll let you research that. But, um, yeah, I do like the, entomo- the ent- entomology. Yeah. Of yes. words and when they all, where they all come from. Some of them are obvious and some of them are not um, mm. Oh, okay. So the term is derived from the title of a 1938 British stage play, oh, uh, which was actually this fi- later produced ah. to this film. So um, that that source material there is is based on all of that. So interesting. Mm. Love it. We learn something new every day. We do. Whether it's useful or not is another thing. But th- there you go. That's something you can delight your friends with that piece of information. And they're like, well. And they will think <laughs> you're a genius and you'll be like, yeah, I am. In fact, it was derived from the title of a 1938 British stage play. Yeah, you can like mansplain that um, stuff or woman'splain that or stuff. Woman-splain. Actually, have you watched Ted Lasso? Do you know I've watched part of the first series when I had access to um, ah. Apple TV, yeah. um, but I actually don't have access to it um so i haven't been able to continue watching it but i did mm. quite enjoy what i what i got to watch at least although I, yeah i found the part with him his wife really sad well sad things happen in life uh, that's true and but the thing i like about that show generally speaking is that it's mostly light-hearted mm. and you kind of even though there's some I guess you would class them villainous people in it. It still kind of lifts you up and I want a show that does that, that I finish and I I don't feel heavy mm. afterwards. And so it is in its second season um, and I have started, like I'm watching that as well, but I've also gotten Chris to start watching it with me from the beginning oh, because nice. I'm like, you'll really want enjoy this I really desperately want to be able to talk to you about this film so I don't know if you remember but there's like chance that they were saying in the 
in the soccer grounds. One of them's Jamie Tot. Do 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 Jamie Tot. Do 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 do. And the other one I can't say on air, but I'll sing some of it. Um, Roy Kent, Roy Kent. He's there. He's there. He's every something where. <laughs> um, but these get stuck in my head quite frequently, and I just I just need to expose my husband so that. He Make understands. It. And it's rewatchable. So watching oh, it from the beginning is, it is, is fun. It so. is totally rewatchable. Mm. It's it's lovely. And the the reason that it came to mind was because I said mansplaining and then I said woman'splaining. And then I thought of a quote from there where he, um, Ted Lasso's like, Maybe you just need to woman up. And uh, they're like, uh, don't you mean man up? And he's like, no, you've tried that. It didn't work. Woman up. Go and talk to him. I'm like, yeah. Yes, Ted. Yeah. Yes, Ted. He's a great character too. He is. He's so, um, I don't know, he's just lovable. so bubbly, lovable. The kind of person but you I want think, to meet. I think it's becoming evident that underneath this bubbly, happy Ted mm. is a, a very unhappy or maybe anxiety riddled person and he's using like I think that bubbly happy Ted exists um, but we have to be aware that uh, it's a great day to actually have this conversation somebody might appear to be happy and bubbly and even like maybe overcompensating Mm. for something and it's okay to ask are you okay yeah so um, just putting that out there if, if you think it's not just the people that are, it's obvious that maybe they're unhappy. There are some people who go around and it does appear that they're pretty happy-go-lucky. Mm. Could, could be a front. Could, be, could a front. be a front and underneath that is somebody who um, needs to have a bit of a chat, bit of a hug. And, you know, they might not want to talk at all, um, but just saying, hey, uh, are you okay? They at least know that somebody is thinking about them. Absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, I think that side of Ted Lasso is definitely there. And um, it is important, you know, as a character, you know, mm. in a, you know, you know, to be authentic and, yeah, those sides be shown. So mm. I haven't w- been watching much else because because I'm 40 now, I do puzzles. <laughs> Automatically when you get to 40, you transition yeah. from TV shows to puzzles. Yep, that's right. Do you know what? I like that because I think it's keeping your brain... I love that. Active. I absolutely love that because we are just so... We just go home and we just chuck on the TV. Yeah, and I think I was doing that. That was one of the reasons for stepping away was mm. because I felt like um, my brain was turning a little bit to mush mm. uh, because I wasn't using it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have been doing a lot of puzzles, which is a bit strange. I had a reason for mentioning that and now I can't remember what it was because I'm 40. Because you're 40. That's what happens when you're 40. You've you been doing puzzles. You start sentences and you can't remember why you started them. Well, I don't watch a lot of TV. That's why I'm not watching TV because I'm doing puzzles. Because you're doing That's puzzles. where I was going. But I am excited that the second season of The Morning Show is coming on um, Apple show. TV. So this is Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Ah. Also got Steve Carell in it. So it, it is... You can tell they have loosely based it on um, the career dive of Mark Lauer. Right. Matt Lauer, sorry, from I think it's the Today Show in the States, which was the biggest morning program they mm. had. And, of course, Matt Lauer came, uh, it came out that he was extremely inappropriate um, and harassing uh, and manipulating women that he worked with. So in the morning show... 
there's a character played by Steve Carell and it comes out that he's the same. This is what he's been doing. But he doesn't see that any of it is a problem at all. He doesn't understand why he's been cancelled. Um, he doesn't understand why flirting with someone is a problem. He doesn't understand why sleeping with somebody who is um, directly under you authority-wise and then completely ignoring them mm. uh, for, for ages is, is okay. It's, it's, it's not okay. No. Uh, and he doesn't quite get that. But what happens is, so he gets cancelled. Jennifer Aniston is his co-host, Alex, and she has to kind of roll with the punches and they end up hiring Reese Witherspoon's character kind of by accident. Um, it just kind of happens which is hard to explain unless you've seen the film, uh, a TV series. And it was, I got hooked into it very, very quickly. Like I kept seeing all these ads. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to watch another, you know, Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon thing. Yeah, I loved Big Little Lies, but you can't get me to watch another Reese Witherspoon thing. Okay, I guess you can. Oh, my God, this is good. This is so good. Oh, season two's coming on. So, yeah, I am. Um, it's amazing. That's awesome. So, so yeah, yeah. That, the second season starts on September the 17th. So I, I'm bang up for it. I might get – yeah, I'm very rarely interested in TV. I watch a lot of films, but I did watch a series called Clickbait, which I don't oh, know if yeah. you've heard of. No, it's, I haven't. It hit next uh, – I was going to say Netflix, like an elderly person. Netflix. No, I was going to say Netflix. My mum calls it Netflix. Oh, gosh. And I, I'm like, no, Netflix. Um, well, I mean, she could be calling it the Netflix. That could be That could be worse. Because I know someone who calls it the Netflix. <laughs> the Netflix. Just like the, oh, I was going to say the internet, but everyone calls it the internet. <laughs> the Facebooks. The Facebooks. The Facebooks. Um, the reason I watched this is it, it popped up on my recommended for you. And oh, I yeah. thought, you know, I need something to watch, even though I would prefer to do things like read books or do puzzles just because I'm so sick of watching you know, stuff on TV. But I thought I'll give this a go. But you get tired and you're just like, well, I guess I'll just put something on. Yeah, and it was it's a mini series. So yeah. I thought, hey, I can devote a little bit of time to something I know is gonna end soon. But <laughs> anyway, the premise is is that you've got um Adrian uh, Greener plays Nick. I think that's how you say his name. He's very familiar face when you see right. him. Uh, he plays Nick Brewer who goes missing and there's a video that's posted online um, of him holding a sign that says, I abuse women. A second sign pops up and says, at five million views, I will die. And it kind of descends from there. You've got his sister, uh, Pia, his wife, Sophie, uh, a detective who gets involved. And then there's some other women that come forward that may have had interactions with him. And I suppose it really centres on how uh, media and the internet and the way we're connected can really influence yeah. um, people's perceptions, yeah. how things play out, but how it can also... So it hinders and helps the investigation, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it's quite addictive once you start watching it. Um, it's a bit like clickbait. You just want yeah. to keep watching the next episode to find out, you know, who is this guy? Is he bad? Is he not? Uh, what happens? Who took him? Uh, you know, how do these people get involved? So it is a mini series, quite easy to watch. I think given its popularity, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a second series. Oh, okay, yep. Maybe a different story though because this one does you know, it does wrap up. Yeah. So um, I like those anthology type mm. things. Um, so Adrian Grenier is from Entourage. Thank you. Which I've never seen. <laughs> um, 
I see Betty Gabriel is in this film who it looks like plays his wife. Um, I know her from Get Out. She was the, the oh, maid. Yes, she did look very familiar mm. to me and I thought, who is that? But it's also she got... She probably s- didn't have all of her hair pulled back in yes. this. So yep. uh, she looks quite different in, in Get Out. And Zoe Kazan, of yeah, course. Yeah, who is... Um, great to watch. She is great to watch. And um, her partner is Paul Dano, who's also great to watch. Yes, so, they're um, a good couple, aren't they? They are a great couple. Mm. So, um, oh, well, I might have to get into that. I um I, I don't mind have si- having something on in the background while I'm doing my puzzle. Yeah. But it sounds like this is not the thing because I probably want to get deeply yeah. involved in this. You don't want to miss out on too mm. many things because there's a lot kind of happening and things that come forward. So, um, But the good thing is it does each episode is like, so the first episode is like um, the sister. So it kind of centres around the sister's involvement oh, okay. and it goes into the detective and then yeah. the wife. So it kind of, each episode, even though it's about this investigation, centres on one person and how they're dealing with it, you know, how are they helping, what's their role. So it it kind of keeps you intrigued that way. Yeah. Because their personal life comes into it a little bit as well. Sounds very interesting. Because the last thing I was, when I was, because I'm a nerd, doing these puzzles, uh, I had catfish on in the background (laughs) and it's like you don't need to fully pay attention but occasionally you like oh okay I need to know what this person that's been catfishing looks like Mm. oh it's a guy not a girl or oh it's his sister's best friend and yeah <laughs> catfishing that also comes into clickbait too oh so, mm. it's like it just it, it it's crazy to me that people do that i know it's surely it's insane but yeah. i mean it happens it's very otherwise they wouldn't have like i think it's up to season eight <gasps> that's incredible and i think neve has now started a podcast because i think it's been the last season of it it was all done by Zoom, which I was surprised they were able to make work because um, so Max used to do the show with him. He's He's gone off to – he wanted to pursue some other things. So he's got a, a lady with him whose name escapes me right now. Um, but, yeah, they were doing a lot of it by Zoom and it's so like, you know, you can, it, it would be so easy for people to just be like, I don't want to get on Zoom. Yeah. But – the truth of the matter is the way they get these people is everyone wants their 15 minutes worth of fame even if it's like it's for the bad. worst reasons. <laughs> it's crazy and they all the, like they all say the same thing like I'll never do it again and then there's repeat <laughs> offenders they're like this is the chick who had that other guy last time. It's like oh my god they're like it's it's an addiction for some people. Yeah, I think people do get that adrenaline or that buzz. Mm-hmm. from doing things like this. I don't and have time to talk to somebody on the phone all day long. I don't have time long. to talk to my friends, let alone anyone else. Some random. I don't have time for that. Oh. Anyway, you know, so I'll have to find something new to watch in the background. So um, I had something else I was going to talk about and, of course, it's no longer in my head. I'm not used to doing this at all. Oh, there's so much to talk about, though. Is there? No. (laughs) Well, I don't keep up to date with anything. I barely remember who our prime minister is. That's that. It does change a bit, though. Has changed. (laughs) I saw him on TV today, and I'm like, oh, that's who our prime minister is. I completely forgot because I just don't watch the news at all. Yeah. So I'm I'm completely. The news has just been so focused on the pandemic, which, I mean, it makes sense because it's so... But I I think I'm just so sick of hearing about it. Yeah. I I hate to say that. I just... Every 
think I listen to is it it just mentions it or it's this, it's that, and it's just like, right, I know it's here. Yeah. But I don't want to hear about it. Anymore. I just want some good news, man. I'm sure there's heaps of good news. Yeah, we just got to go I, digging. What happens to me often is I get um, stuck in, what do you call it, like the uh, the loop of like watching mm. stuff on YouTube or rabbit hole. Rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. And it's even worse now because Facebook have a watch thing. Yes. <laughs> and it just keeps going and yeah. you're like the amount of accidental TikToks that I've watched – so many. There's one that I particularly like was like there's this thing going on where you tell your boy, best friend who's a boy that you love him and then you kiss him or whatever and I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet. I'm like, oh, my but God. Then, but then do you say, oh, that was just a joke and then he's completely like, oh, friend zoned? Is that how it works oh, or is I, it genuine? You never, I don't know. You never get to – I think some of them are genuine but a lot of things in, on TikTok are probably are rubbish. They're like, hey, let's pretend to do this and then we'll Be get cool. some people watching us and it'll go viral. Yeah. So that's how people do things. I'm so old. I'm so old. one the Because I got stuck on that watch thing too. I, I clicked one thing and it led – kept leading into new videos. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just keep watching one. <laughs> um, and there Two was hours later. One that I could not stop laughing at and it was this TikTok video of, um, I think it's the song, you know that song, I Feel Good? Yeah. And it has that real um, like bang. bang of, yeah, at the start. It's basically people going around <laughs> and like turning that on really loud. And scary people. Start, and people are like flipping out. It's so funny. Like people do it to their family members and their pets and it, I just could not stop laughing at that. There's um, a, a family in, I want to say Cork in Ireland, but it might be somewhere else in Ireland. Oh. And I, I think their surname is Fleming, but the guy's name I can't pronounce because it's like an Irish name. But anyway, they have all these lovely, hilarious videos that they all started doing when COVID started mm. um, and they are hilarious and he, he's he got a very thick Irish accent and he's got an Alexa in his, oh. and I'm sorry for anyone whose Alexa's just turned on, but <laughs> because they don't recognise, because it doesn't recognise their accent, they have to call it Ellipsa. Ah, <laughs> yeah, and but it's so. Uh, there's some very funny. I don't know where I'm going, but it's very funny. Watch it. It's, um, yeah, the spiral of watch videos. I know, so I know. Watch. Speaking of Irish things, Irish Film Festival. Look at me. I segued like a mofo. You did. It is still underway. Uh, you've still got time to watch this one. It is right up until September the twelfth, uh, and you can just watch it online. So jump on to the website, which is Irish Film Fest. Uh, festival.com.au, I should say. And there's a heap of great films there. I, I spoke about a few last week. Uh, and I did actually watch another one uh, called Boys from County Hell. Now, there were a couple of different options, but of course I kind of uh, went to the horror one. Of course As I do. do. Uh, but this is set in the kind of a sleepy Irish town. There's a lot of those in, in <laughs> Europe. Yep. Uh, and this town claims to have been travelled to by the famed author Bram Stoker, who, of course, wrote Dracula. So mm. the town really prides themselves on that. They've got a pub called, um, I think it's called the Bram or something like that. And everybody who visits backpackers, they're like, oh, yes, you know, Bram Stoker visited here. And people visit them for that reason too. Yeah. Uh, and there's this kind of, 
little bit of a legend that happens in the town and things like that. So you've got a couple of kind of misfits uh, who they work, but they mostly spend their time hanging out at the pub. And they kind of are forced to survive a night of horror when uh, something kind of happens or a, I mean, vampire, I suppose you could call it, comes to, to visit mm. the town and um, takes them on. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, you kind of find out a little bit about the town's myth and they're just really forced to, to work their way through that and that sinister kind of force that terrorises the town. And, mm. and yeah, I mean, it, it's not as good as films like, you know, Shaun of the Dead, for example, yeah. or, or Hot Fuzz, but I think they've given it a really good crack here and it's it's still a fun film to I like watch. that you've used the word crack, crack because it is the Irish word for a joke, isn't it? I think so, mm, yeah. I don't crack. think it's spelt C-R-A-C-K though. Mm, but so, anyway. Yeah, not a bad film. There was a few familiar faces in here. I don't know if you've ever seen, um, oh, what's that Irish show with the girls? The, <laughs> oh, the Dairy Girls. The Dairy Girls. Mm-hmm. One of the girls um, from that is in this mm. as well. Uh, and, yeah, look, it, it's, it's, it's an okay film. So yeah. if, you, if you like a little bit of horror and you like Irish films, definitely give it a go. And yeah, so. I, I watched a film, an Irish film. I watched two Irish films just before I stopped doing the show and one of them had had her, uh, one of the, the girls from the Dairy Girls in it, but I can't. I don't I know any of their names. I should probably find out exactly who it is. Uh, Louisa Harland, who plays Claire McCann. McCain. 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 I don't know who oh. that is. Let's, let's have a squiz at the picture and see if it was the same chick. No, different chick. Different one. Oh, well, you know what? I love... The Dairy Girls. I hope they make more seasons. I tried to get into it and I couldn't, I couldn't get, into, get it. into it. You know what I'm desperate for? Sex education. Oh, the third I know. season. Not I... actual sex education. I know what <laughs> sex is. No need to call in and tell me the birds and the bees. I have a son. I know how it works. Um, but, yeah, the third season, which God knows when they're going to be able to film that. Mm. But, I, you know, they left us with such a cliffhanger. I swear I've seen a trailer for it uh, the third season today. Oh, really? Potentially, yeah. So it, it must Are be coming soon. Real? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a new trailer that's been released and oh it looks very God. interesting. Um, um, I'm like, I you're should like, be, I've got to watch this right I should now. be doing the show, but I'm like, mm, I need to watch this I'll, I'll right put now. my, um, the, I'll just hop onto YouTube for a moment. Oh, Sex Education, season three, official trailer. Yes. And it, it was, it went up one day ago. Okay. Yeah. So you're not wrong. Oh, my God, I can't wait. And now I have to concentrate on finishing the show. You've and, only got a few minutes. You and can do it. And not watching the... You can do it. You can do it. Oh, no, he's got a moustache. He does have that's a little moustache. That's not... That's a bad... I hope so that goes off pretty quick. It's really um. bad. Anyway, so um, <laughs> we should talk about things that are actually coming out. Um, there's a film. I don't know if it comes out next week or the following week, um, but it's called... Uh, Ride the Eagle. Have you seen the trailer for this? Oh, this sounds... Uh, I don't so think it's, so. It's got Jack Johnson in it who a lot of people will know from New Girl or if you have watched Into the Spider-Verse 10 million times like I have, you will recognise his voice. Um, but Susan Sarandon plays his, um, his estranged mother who passes away and in her will she basically says, um, I leave you this cabin in the woods, not... The Joss Whedon kind, <laughs> um, but in New Samity National Park or somewhere in that general area, and you will get it if you fulfil all of these things on the list. So he goes there, 
and he has to watch this tape. It's an actual tape uh, of all these things that he he needs to get done. So I it looks really endearing and I think it's kind of lighthearted, which is just kind of what you need right now. It's also got J.K. Simmons in it um, and... Yeah, I I would like to see this film, but I'm. I like the premise. Yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds really fun, especially if it's um yeah fun things that he gets to do, or if maybe he's a bit of a um downer, and then this kind of lifts sh- him up, lifts him up, and shows him a new way of life. Well, one of the it's, I think it's going to be relatively predictable, but sometimes that's also good in a film because at one point one of the things that he has to do is call the one that got away. Oh, so, the one that got away. Yes. <gasps> so I think, um, you know, you kind of know how these things are going to turn out, but they're still they're still nice, aren't they? Sometimes they you just do. want a nice film that's going to be easygoing. You don't feel like a nail-biting thriller. Yes. I don't know. Speaking of nail-biting thriller. I was just going to say. There is a new film called, um, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. I think we might be. Is this the Jake Gyllenhaal Oh, no. Film? No. I don't think so. No. Do you want to talk about what you want to talk about? Or? Well, I'm just trying to find the um, the name for it because I've printed this thing out and it's cut some of the um, information out. Oh. Um, but I maybe it's the one that... Oh, I think it's the one that you reviewed. <laughs> it's like a nail-biting thriller that tells a story of a teacher who f- is forced to confront a secret from his past with an unexpected meeting with a pair of murderous drifters. There yes. You go. So that is the one you talked that about. That was the one I talked about. Um, that's a much more shortened synopsis, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that is coming home in the dark if you've only just kind of tuned in. It's showing now, so if people want to see out, that. Uh, yeah, out now. Um, but I was going to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal's new film in a uh, new role, <laughs> I should say, in a film called The Guilty, uh, which you may recall I spoke about a film called The Guilty, a Danish film a couple ah. of years ago, and this is a remake of that. Mm. Uh, it was quite a good film. I think the trailers for this has been released. So they turned around that pretty quick. Mm. It did so well they've jumped straight into trying to make an American version, which yep. we know doesn't always end no. well. Who, who was in The Guilty one, the, the, so the Danish one? This was a film about a guy, and I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but it's set in kind of a... Uh, he's I could a, look myself. a police setting, and he takes a nine one one call, uh, which he kind of—that's uh, the entire thing. And basically, it's a, from a woman who's been kidnapped. Oh, I remember you talking yeah. about this film. They have—that yeah. is a really quick turnaround. Two thousand and eighteen, this film was yeah. made. So they've literally just like, yep, let's make an American version. But oh my yeah, gosh. It, it, it revolves around a nine one one phone operator who yeah receives a call from a woman who who claims she's been kidnapped, and then. Yeah, there's some twists and turns that play out, and yeah, <gasps> for the monos in it. Sorry, I oh, Paul Izzy. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I already think I know what role he's playing. And Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh, it's a big cast. Uh, Riley uh, Ko and Peter um, Sarsgaard. Mm. Um, I do think this will be a good film then, based on that cast alone. Yeah, and I think that we haven't always seen great adaptions. Ameri- yeah, but I think this could be could be one. Maybe. And Paul Dano and Jake Gyllenhaal work together in Prisoners. Oh, no, I don't think they worked together together on that yes. film, but they were both in that. I film. feel like I need to rewatch this film because Lewis talked about it the other day um, on one of the episodes, and I remember like him not enjoying it. Mm. But the more I think about it, the more I think it wasn't as bad as I 
think it was. I liked it. But yeah, it's I got know Hugh Jackman in it as it well, does. isn't it? Yeah, and a lot of people hated this film. But yeah. I liked it. So I think I might need to rewatch it. But anyway, um someone will be back in this chair next week. Um hopefully the Lewis, the, somebody will be in the hot seat pressing the buttons, hopefully. And uh stay tuned if you're listening live. Otherwise, um, you know, click onto your next podcast. Not if not if you're driving, just let it edit like auto finish. play, you know. <laughs> Alright, see you later guys. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.